imagine. You're hanging out with your friends on a Saturday night with nothing to do. You ask your friends if they have any ideas and they answer, No. Do you? Great. How about a movie? That's always a safe bet. At the theater, you probably have a multitude of movies to choose from. Will it be an action flick or a romantic comedy tonight? It costs anywhere from 7 to $15, depending on where you go. Also, depending on if the movie is in 3D or not. Can you believe that there used to be a time when movies were only about 10 cents? And those famous one-liners like, I'll be back, did not exist? Welcome to the world of silent film. The era lasted roughly from 1894 to 1929. The first film with recorded sound included in the film was Alan Crossland's The Jazz Singer. Silent films pretty much died out after the release of films with sound included. The viewing experience of a silent film was not totally silent, though. When going to see a silent film in a theater, there was still music being played while the film ran. It first started with phonograph recordings and then moved to live accompaniment. Depending on the theater, the accompaniment could range from one piano or guitar player to an entire orchestra. The first silent films were recorded with the Kintoscope, which was developed by Thomas Edison and W. Laurie Dixon in 1894. It was recorded on celluloid film invented by George Eastman. Later, Edison purchased rights to the movie projector so that the films could be viewed by many people at the same time, in 1896. Just before 1895, the Latham Loop was invented, which allowed films to be longer than just a few minutes. This was a huge advancement for the time, because prior to this, people had only been able to view non-moving photos. Kevin Brownlow states that, The silent feature film was once the most powerful medium on Earth, for it was a universal language. People who read no newspapers and had no radio still saw moving pictures. Part of the reason why silent films were so popular was because they were so accessible to everyone. A ticket to one of these films was anywhere from five cents to 25 cents. That's a lot less than the seven to $15 price of tickets to see film in theaters today. The budget for silent films in the 1900s was measly compared to the hundreds of millions needed to make blockbusters today. Did you know that the most expensive film ever made was Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides in 2011, which cost $378.5 million, whereas the most expensive silent film ever made was Ben-Hur, A Tale of Christ, which cost only $4 million to make. When we see a movie at a theater today, we expect to see actors with great emotional depth and talent. After all, the whole purpose of the acting is to make the plot of the film more believable. In silent film, because there was no sound being recorded, the actors relied on body language and facial expressions to get their actions and thoughts across. After sound was introduced into films, many prominent silent film stars retired because they could not compete with the new expectations of acting in film. 
Although the drastic acting techniques used in silent film may seem ridiculous today, up-and-coming filmmakers still find inspiration in them. Mallory Dumel, a screenwriter in Chicago, says, Silent films have helped me with the idea of showing, not telling. It's a good way to get ideas for how other things besides dialogue can show what a character wants. Although the classic silent film of moving pictures with no included sound is pretty much extinct, the art form silent films has created is still prevalent in modern film today. Jaime Herrera Jr., a filmmaker in Chicago, says, I personally like to make films that are more silent. Duguelo, my World War II film, is a 15-minute long and has no dialogue. Herrera's film Duguelo has won Best Drama at the Cine Youth Film Festival in 2018. Even though the film is not completely quiet and does not use any accompanying music tracks like traditional silent film would, Herrera uses silence in this film to portray the emotions of his characters. With the lack of dialogue, the actors must rely on their facial expressions and body language to portray their thoughts and emotions. I have actually had the pleasure of working with Herrera on a few of his previous films as a special effects makeup artist. With my experience working on set, the films tend to rely on character and place to tell the story, rather than just dialogue. This, in my opinion, is the backbone of film, that which was originally created in silent films. The creation and acceptance of new technology is what killed silent films. Just as our tastes and aesthetics change now, that is exactly what happened in the 1920s when the public wanted to hear their favorite movie stars talk, rather than just act out what they were doing. The public also started preferring more serious performances from actors, rather than the slapstick commonly used in silent films. This transition to talking films was not completely abrupt, because it was not killing an art form, but advancing it. Donald Crafton states, The transition was years in the making and in the finishing. The motion picture industry did not turn topsy-turvy because of the talkies. No studios closed on account of the comings of sound. Most increased their profits. Silent films also became more obsolete because its most prominent film stars were not able to adapt to the new ways of filmmaking and acting. In the silent film era, filmmakers were more concerned on casting actors who were attractive rather than talented at acting because, after all, they just had to look pretty in front of the camera. Sometimes the audience liked their favorite actors more when they were silent rather than they, when they talked because they had already created a preconception of what their voice must sound like. When films started demanding actors who could keep up with the dialogue and sounded good while doing it, Many silent film stars retired. Even if you have never seen a silent film before, you have probably heard of Charlie Chaplin. And even if you haven't heard of him before, you've probably seen a picture of his signature mustache and bowler hat, which was the costume of his most popular character, the Tramp. I, for one, have never personally been entertained by silent films before this podcast, but I've definitely heard of Chaplin and even seen a few clips from his films. Chaplin was one of the most popular and well-known silent filmmakers of the time, 
and is still considered to be one of the most important film icons in history. He broke into the film industry as a comedy actor, and producer Mark Sennett gave him his big break by giving him a weekly stipend and roles in his films. After that, Chaplin left Sennett to join the SNA company in Chicago. SNA Studios actually happens to be in a nearby Chicago neighborhood close to mine. It's pretty exciting to know that an integral studio in Charlie Chaplin's career is so close to me. It actually produced one of Chaplin's most well-known films, The Tramp. Chicago actually happens to be an integral part of the early ages of silent film. One-fifth of silent films made in America were actually produced at the SNA Film Company here in Chicago. SNA got its name by combining the initials of its two founders, George K. Spohr and Gilbert M. Anderson, thus creating S and A. Chicagoology reports that changes in the movie industry, the defection of Chaplin as the company's star performer, and disputes between Anderson and his co-founder led to the collapse of the company in 1917. Chaplin moved to New York to sign with Mutual, while SNA moved to California, where most studios became successful. Unfortunately, SNA closed for good in 1918. I cannot say that silent films as an art form have completely died out, because there are still current films being made that include no sound. It is merely the growth and creation of new technology that ended the silent film era that once ruled entertainment. I was surprised to learn that Chicago was such an integral part of the silent film era, and I'm proud that such success came from my city. From my own experience working on the set of independent films in Chicago, I have seen the influence silent film still has on filmmaking today, and it is interesting to see how much film has changed and improved throughout the years. Thank you for listening to my podcast about silent film, and I hope you have a wonderful day.